What is up? What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning back in to Beer and Bullshit, episode number 10. Uh, in this episode, I was invited by my buddy Tyler to stop by his uh, studio so we could do what we call a swap cast. We just get to know each other a little bit better, and we also talk about each other's podcast as well as everything else under the sun. Um, I think you guys will really enjoy this episode, and we have some surprises as well. So, hope you guys enjoy. Cheers. several other shows yeah. that, that link up on a Google calendar. That's yeah. cool. Nice, nice, mm-hmm. nice. Okay, okay. Yeah, so a lot, nice. of, a lot of the decoration is theirs, you know, a lot of the equipment. Yeah. And then, you know, for some of my podcasts, I bring in my own equipment just so I have my own memory cards and, and gear. Got you, got mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and I can also go to people, you know, because I can, I can take these microphones with me. I can take the cameras with me and yeah. go to. Because I had that World War II veteran. Obviously, yeah, I, I didn't get to see that I, episode. I went to his house because oh, okay. it's you know he's ninety six years old. Oh yeah, so yeah. it's a little easier. But How yeah, that go though. I mean, I'm definitely going to check it out. Oh, it was really but, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, you know he's such a sweet old man. Yeah, but he just like he, he killed so many people. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what I mean? so ironic. And so so he's, he's got some pretty crazy stories. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah. and you know, I, I see that there's um. You know, there's like new, and it's 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 awesome. You know, it gets me excited. I see there's like a new podcaster in the area. You know, almost daily now. Yeah. You know, there's like a gamer. Uh, I forget their name, but uh, they they uh the lamer on... gamers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the barrier of entry to get into podcasting is very low because equipment has gotten cheaper over mm. the years. Yeah. And back in the day. Equi- equipment might have been more expensive, but now yeah. with Amazon, you know, stuff is oh, a lot yeah. cheaper. And, like this, and uh, because phones have gotten more advanced, you could literally start on your phone I be- did. before. You, yeah, a lot <laughs> yeah. of people do. Yeah, man. I started, uh, well, I, we still use uh, Anchor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Anchor's I, a free hosting service, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the first two episodes is literally my phone uh, and a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. we uh, we picked up the uh, the equipment, you know, some, some microphone. Uh, uh, the recorder and then some headphones, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we're working that way now. So uh, eventually, you know, we'll get we'll upgrade to, you know, this. Or I see Zoom has like a newer. Uh, yeah. The gadget. It, it looks similar to the Rodecaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And it man. actually does its processing uh, in real time. It's wow. pretty, pretty advanced. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Are most of your guests in person or via uh, Zoom? Yeah. So the first uh, like four guests that we had on. uh uh, on BNB, uh, they were in person, and then you know, just due to everything going on, I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me try reaching out via Zoom, and it's cool because Zoom is actually uh, it's easier to get people to say yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I'm being honest, right. you know. So like mm-hmm. the little flip, it, he was just like, yeah. I listened to the little flip episode because I'm a, a Houston rap fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do like, you have any particular um, like like art? Mike Jones, Slim Thug, yeah. Paul Wall? Oh, uh, yeah, you know yeah. the. Uh, still tipping from oh, the yeah. from the nineties for sure, man. That that song that what's crazy is like that song is like timeless. You can yeah. play it today and it's still 
like we're a still banger. tipping in 2020. Yeah, right? uh, <laughs> they need on. to give Mike Jones his phone number back. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he if a number from his shirt. Yeah, the the two eight one. Yeah, three three zero. If you call it, it's not his anymore. What's crazy? He, it's he funny wants... because like uh, I've seen memes and uh, it was like COVID nineteen memes and it's like uh, if you want the cure for COVID, call two eight one three three zero eight. You know, the I, I like, oh yeah, I, I like how they're they're so true to Houston, no yeah. matter what. Like Slim Thug has that. Uh, track of Joel Osteen, who's a, yeah. a pastor in Houston, yeah. and it and it's it's mixed up with his, uh, you know, his track, yeah, and yeah. it it sounds really hard. It's yeah, fun. it's funny. You, you have the beat, and then like you know, you have like the the sermon. I'm pretty sure it was right. like a sermon. Yeah, it was. It was talking about who you hang around with, you know, yeah. w- winners and losers, and he yeah, was tra- and he was talking just... about getting up out of the neighborhood yeah. and making something <laughs> of yourself. And it, it's just funny because it goes back and forth. But and and you'll see Paul Wall at a Astros game, oh, yeah. like when they won the World Series. Uh, yeah, he'll man, he'll take a selfie with people. Yeah, bro. Like you said, those guys are just so you know just uh, true and dear to Houston. You know, I mean, after making so much money, it's like they don't even want to like go to Cali or mm-hmm. you know most like superstars like they get famous, they move to California yeah. or New York. You know, these guys are like, no, nah, I'm staying in Texas. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And, yeah. yeah. Well, I told you I have I got two surprises. So before we get too far in, uh, yeah. I'll bring out the first one. Uh oh. <laughs> right. So I had to reach way down on the bottom shelf for this. It's called Oh man, <laughs> Old Camp Whiskey. Now there's a story behind this. Okay, if you saw the first episode of Joe Rogan and Elon Musk, they're uh, they're yeah, they're, drink, yeah. they're drinking whiskey, and it just so happened to be. He grabbed. He gets a lot of sponsors, uh, yeah. where people just give him stuff. And he was like, "I don't know what this is. Somebody just gave it to me, and it was Old Camp whiskey." <laughs> so the funny thing about that is, imagine having a billionaire on yeah. your show, yeah. and you offer them a twenty dollar bottle of whiskey. Right. But they <laughs> they didn't know they enjoyed it. Yeah. And what's even more uh, silly about this whiskey is it's marketed by Florida Georgia Line, which is like the Nickelback of country, right? Oh. You know, their most most generic. Uh, yeah. like almost pop country okay. and but it's actually made by the same distillery as uh jose cuervo and 1800 tequila mm. and so, so it's you know it's pretty good but uh i think it's gonna be gross so normally <laughs> I, I drink whiskey neat at room temperature yeah but uh my good friends at longhorn liquor said do not drink this at room temperature it's peach and pecan flavored Ooh. and i'm hoping that it's heavier on the pecan yeah. and not so much on the, on pe- the i'm peach. not a fan of peach <laughs> if i have peach cobbler i eat all the dough i don't eat all the peaches yeah. but uh so we're about to try this and we're gonna drink what the billionaire drinks yeah see what it's about man yeah. that uh the, the second uh you know, the second time he went to uh, Joe uh, was... I didn't like that one as much. It was more about Neuralink. Um, right. The first one was about everything. Yeah, you know? yeah, literally everything. And then, like, out of nowhere, like, two hours in, you see him just, like, hit a joint. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, it might have even been a blunt. I don't I don't, I don't know. He, he, he has some that are mixed with tobacco because he's been into that lately. I can't, and, like, imagine... I mean, I'm sure you'd probably do really well with, like, a convo with that guy. And I like talking, honestly, but I can't even imagine cheer, like, trying to... Uh, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so we got to get your review... Oh, mm. it, it's too sweet. It's yeah, it's sweet. It's uh, 
I think it's just exact opposite of what you know you wanted it to be. You yeah. said more so pecan than peach. It's more it's, peach. Uh, it's it's peachy. Um, <laughs> this thing is. I think it tastes. Sweet. Oh, it tastes like somebody gave me a cheap whiskey and poured a peach white claw yeah. into it. But uh, <laughs> but I'm down for one glass. Good God. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take a glass for sure. Um, <laughs> the second surprise is I was driving past Dollar Tree, which yeah. in Dollar Tree everything's a dollar. Right. There's nothing over a dollar. It's not like Dollar General where it's kind of like yeah, Walmart type stuff. Yeah. Dollar Tree is everything is a dollar. And they had a banner outside that said steak sale. And I said, hold on, what kind of steaks are a dollar? <laughs> well, I've got some. Yeah. And I'm and we're going to cook them live here on the show. <laughs> and uh, so I, first I went in and I said, Dollar Tree does not have a meat market. Where are these steaks? Yeah. So I'm looking. Uh, I, I went all through the store. And in the very, very back, they have the coolers. Yeah. And the coolers have like... You know some sketchy stuff in them because yeah. I I don't buy my perishable groceries at Dollar Tree. I don't know, if I no. about, but um, no, trustworthy. <laughs> but uh, just like how the whiskey was on the bottom shelf, yeah. these are on the bottom shelf in like a a box, and so they're frozen steaks. Oh. So take a look at the. <laughs> so this is what you get for a dollar. This is a a one dollar ribeye. Oh it, wow! <laughs> I don't. It's it's a uh, paper thin. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll notice it says mechanically tenderized mm. so if you've never heard what mechanically tenderized is that's where they basically punch the meat with metal and needles yeah and it has more susceptibility to e coli so you're not supposed to like i, I like my steaks medium rare right right me too. You, you don't you want to cook these a little bit longer because of the mechanically ten- tenderization oh wow and look at that can i check this out yeah yeah get give it a little look over while i set up this so i've got some i've got some alien technology yeah that we're gonna cook this on you can cook anything on here it could be frozen you could have you could have frozen fish uh thanksgiving turkey mm. i've cooked lobster on here it'll cook everything in five minutes turkey is it yeah what? it won't cook the turkey in five minutes but it cooks most things in five minutes so it's an in, it's an infomercial product, so you give it a little spray there. You know what's crazy? Like uh, today, uh, even in today's world, dude, like infomercials are still like like it's easy to like just get hooked on the. They're still a thing, today. right? Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's crazy. Um, you know, sometimes I watch Shark Tank, and then you have uh, the one lady. She's always talking about um, like QVC and stuff, and I'm like, man, that is that still a yeah, thing? Yeah, she's she's yeah, she's like the queen of QVC, and she always wants to take those Shark Tank products to QVC, and I'm like, who is watching that? Exactly. But, but if you I know they they, the they have a website where yeah. most people go to QVC.com, and yeah, I don't know, I just you know, it seems like there's there, oh gosh, it's coming apart. It's not even staying. <laughs> it's so thin, it's not even staying together. <laughs> It looks like a bird landed on the grill. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, Dollar Tree steaks. I mean, I guess if there's a will, there's a way, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> the lid on. Oh, cool. You just crank that sucker up and then yeah, it just gets to cooking. Cook time, five minutes. And right before our eyes, <laughs> steak will appear in f- five minutes. That's crazy. So, uh, so tell me, you know, for for my listeners, you know, to try to get some crossover. Tell me the yeah. name of your podcast. 
Uh, so it's, it's it's called beer and bullshit. Can we curse on here? Yeah, you can do whatever. <laughs> so there's no rules. I don't have a I don't have a boss. Okay. Yeah. yeah so you can do it, say whatever. <laughs> okay. So uh, the the name of the show was uh, Beer and Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, dude, like. Uh, just out of boredom, uh, you know, in, in the midst of the quarantine and everything, I was like, you know what, man, I, I've tried making clothes, you know, it did okay. Um, I tried making music, it, eh, you know, it's like, I like talking to people. I like going to a bar, I like having a drink, mm-hmm. having a good conversation. Why right. not record these conversations? Because yeah. people might be able to get something out of it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it could be meaningful, it could be meaningless, but no matter what, somebody can pull something out of it. Right. You know, so uh, was it born out of the quarantine? Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, bro. This was so we started uh, being bullshit, or I started being bullshit uh, in March, mm-hmm. like late March. Okay. You know, and I was like, you know what? I'm sitting there, I like Lone Star, so I was drinking a Lone Star. Yeah. I was like, man, I like uh, I like beer. I like conversation. Uh-huh. Uh Let's try this. Uh, my sister, my sister recommended uh, Anchor, so mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Uh, we're gonna run with uh, beer and bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to. Uh, get sort of creative because there's like four beer and bullshit podcasts oh okay yeah one mm-hmm. and it's crazy because one guy his name is uh cory as well oh wow yeah and yeah. he's they so, have like the biggest beer and bullshit podcast you know but it's like right. you know whatever it's local yeah uh, i'll continue to uh grow with it um there's a few podcasts that share the same name you know just because there's over nine hundred thousand. yeah um i don't think there's any that have the name of mine just you know, <laughs> but <laughs> no, not yet at so. least yeah. uh, honestly and honestly man uh, not to get off track but like i look at you you know just in the podcast world like as our joe rogan of this area you know yeah. what I'm saying? in uh, terms of podcasting you yeah know? I, it's very flattering because you know i definitely pattern my show after his yeah and try to showcase these people that have amazing stories you know every yeah. every episode of joe rogan is not about joe rogan it's it's about that singular guest you know most of the time it's one person and it's incredible people that you may not realize we have right here in Southeast Texas. And oh. and so they just need to have their story heard. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, another thing I appreciate about your uh, your show is, yeah, you reach out to literally everyone. You know, uh, most podcasts, like they have like a niche mm-hmm. or they turn yeah. to certain uh, like a certain genre, right. you know. But uh, no, like, you know, you guys are just. just yeah. I mean, I've had the, the diversity is amazing because, uh, you know, I've had a a women's fashion uh, clother and an NCAA college quarterback that had a life sentence to prison yeah. uh, along with, you know, fitness experts, uh, farmers. Yeah. Everyone. It just, huh? you know, it goes on and on. It's, it, no, no, no episodes correlate with one another. It, yeah. It's all about the guests. So, so people, sure, people sure. that have never heard it ask me, you know, what is your podcast about and i said what it's it's about the guests and there's you know over 50 episodes out there that have that feature amazing people just pick one and roll with it and then and then see see where we're definitely going to find something that you like along the way yeah Yeah, most definitely is so many different uh episodes to choose from uh, Mm -hmm. like you said and yeah man so with and you're on spotify too right what what all platforms are you on we're on uh spotify we're on apple Podcasts. we're on google podcast um pretty much any anywhere you can find podcasts uh, mm-hmm. We're on, you know, yeah. and like I said, we struck up a name, or I struck up a name, uh, Ben Bullshit Podcast, uh, and I wanted to sort of uh, d- do the same thing, reach out to everyone, you know. Um, How did you actually get Little Flip? So, uh, good story. Um, I used to promote. Uh, I'm from Southeast Texas, but I right. ran off to Houston okay. way back when, and mm-hmm. I used to promote like uh, clubs or pubs in Midtown. 
um you know in, in the midst of promoting dude i would annoy the shit out of uh rappers and celebrities their their uh agents and you know their managers i just send them like crazy emails you know what i'm saying just yeah. trying to get these guys to come out to the club so i had little flips uh his manager's number is still in my phone oh uh, his yeah. manager's name is adot i reached mm-hmm. out to adot i said look um I just started a podcast. I only have like seven episodes. Uh, I go back and play like the first episode and it's cringy because it's so, you know, the audio quality is so bad. But it'd be fantastic if I could have Flip on the show. Just reach out, see if he'll do it. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, you know, he texted me back in like five minutes. He was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, we we got on Zoom. Um, It took him about uh, an hour past the time we were supposed to to record. So I was like, oh, man, this guy flaked on me, you know. Yeah. Um, But he he popped up, little flips phone pops up, you know, and uh, yeah, we just got to going, man. Honestly, um, I think people like that are on their own time schedule because everything revolves (laughs) around. They get used to things revolving around them. Yeah. And one of the funniest things uh, when the podcast began was uh you you said hey uh did you see the list of questions that i sent over just yeah. just so you're prepared he's like nah man i don't mess with that yeah. he's like and he, he just wanted to go off the cuff yeah yeah he was like Which, man i don't i don't like uh uh i don't i don't like knowing what i'm going to be asked and like that sort of like in the beginning like because we were recording you know sort of threw me off guard a little bit you know because like you know i don't want to just put you on blast uh, you know about anything but you know it was pretty general but of course i'm like a a, a stand if you will you know so um right. i definitely had to uh just ask him a few things and uh it went it, it went really well you know we uh we had, we had a good time <laughs> so the stakes are done man i'm gonna give you the better looking one this other one looks sketchy <laughs> all right oh, so we got this little flap of meat here uh definitely don't feel like you have to eat the whole thing there's a uh, a knife oh, and a fork yeah. over there <laughs> This thing, uh, <laughs> it's either gonna be like rubbery or yeah. <laughs> wasn't that fast though? How fast this oh, thing could? Yeah, we talked about uh, so a, nor- a, it, it a normal <laughs> like a, a normal steak comes out really good on this thing. I mean, it de- what's what's weird is it doesn't have grill marks because it's it's an infrared oven. Yeah, but it definitely leaves everything. Juicy. Oh man. All right, let's we're see. We're actually we... having steak for dinner tonight. <laughs> I bet your steak is gonna be better than this steak. <laughs> Alright, here we go. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> it's slimy. Uh yeah. I didn't really chew it, I kinda just swallowed it, so I need to take another bite. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it, kinda, it kinda just slid through my throat. It's not terrible, but I mean it's just questionable what I might be eating. Yeah. <laughs> what part of the cow how were they able to take this from a farm whether uh, obviously it's a factory farm but how did they take this cut of meat from a farm to a processor to a a freezer to a distributor to a store for a dollar and then what's the what's the profit margin Exactly. So, and whose idea was it to just be like, "Yo, let's put this in a the dollar"? Pa- the packaging, the right. tr- the truck. I mean, think of the the amount of diesel that the truck had to use to get mm. to Dollar Tree. And oh yeah. Oh man, you're thinking about every yeah. The- so what if they, you know if they have like a thirty percent profit margin, this costs seventy cents. I mean, how, I don't know. I'm yeah. just I'm dumbfounded. How do you like? How do you exactly? How do you profit off? I don't know, dude. I mean, shit. It could be a. I don't know. We could end. <laughs> we could end hunger with this product. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would eat it. I would eat it if I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Here, I'll get it out uh, of the way for you. <laughs> but that, that's it, folks. That's the, that's the, the $1 steak from Dollar Tree. <laughs> if I had to choose, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, but speaking of paying insanely low amounts for things that should cost more, uh, we got to talking about Nissan Z cars. Oh, and Dude, uh, so I didn't know. I mean, and I tried to, uh, you know, just learn like people that I'm a fan of. I didn't know you. You were first and foremost. Do you have a? Te- do you own a Tesla? No, I'm just a Tesla fan, okay. and the goal would be to have a Tesla 2021 because I've kind of been waiting. So, yeah. so here's the deal with Tesla: first generation products are always that great. Yeah. So they've they've gotten better over time. Yeah. And okay. the Model Three is coming out with an even newer battery technology in 2021. So I think I'm going to hold off for that. Okay. Um, the Cybertruck factory, which they announced last week, is going to be in Austin, Texas. That's great news. But knowing that the factory is not even built yet, imagine when the release date of the, you know a lot of people right. reserved a Cybertruck, yeah. which I would love to have. Like, but a hundred bucks or something. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's going to be years before delivery, and I'm going to be at the I would be at the back of the line. So I, I would rather go with a Model Three probably next year is, is what I'm going so for. So the uh, the Cybertruck factory is it um it's in Austin or is it just around like maybe like Bryant? Like, probably you know, yeah probably in the outskirts because gigafactories are some of the world's largest buildings got you got you and okay. and so it, it, it's not going to be like downtown I-35 I bet it would be somewhere around those outskirts got you. there's so but, much land and it, it's it's yeah. uh it's nice out there but back to uh uh, mm-hmm. Nissans and Z's, yeah, man. So you you own the the three hundred. Yeah. So uh, it's a f- interesting fact. I actually have four vehicles, but they all have a specific purpose, mm. and, and I'll, I'll I'll explain. So I have a company car, which um, you know it's free. It's free free car, free gas, free insurance. Yeah. So why not, right? But you can only use that for Monday through Friday and you know business hours. So you right. got to have a personal car. So my my personal car would be the the Prius. So that's the only car that I have a car note on. That's it, uh, out of the four, and it's you know super tiny car note. It's yeah. almost done. Um, Fantastic on but gas. It's, yeah, 50, <laughs> fifty miles to the gallon. Yeah, and uh, then I also have a big Chevy truck to oh, to wow. to kind of converse that uh, because there's two type of people in the world. You know, people that own a truck or people that borrow a truck. You always need a truck for something. Absolutely. You know, I've got kayaks, I've got bikes, I've got lots of you know camping gear. Just you know, trailers helping a friend move. What if you want to get an RV later? You're gonna to have to have a truck for something. Absolutely. So, so I have a, a truck with 250 thousand miles. Mm. So that's the same distance as from the Earth to the Moon. Oh shit! But it's paid. It, you know, it's paid for. Yeah, it, Chevy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Then, well, then, it, it doesn't matter. Right. A million miles. Yeah, we could. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't cost me anything. It just stays parked unless yeah. I need it for truck stuff. Yeah. So my theory is that all these people that drive trucks just for their daily driver is kind of a waste, right? Yeah. You just you use your truck for truck stuff, and so that was kind of my goal is to have a car as a daily driver and then a truck for truck stuff. Got you. Uh, trucks aren't meant for waiting in line to pick up your kids at school. Oh, They're no. meant for, you know, hauling stuff. Yeah. And then the fourth car, this is where it gets interesting. So in the early 2010s, like 2010, 2011, 2012, scrapping, the price of scrap metal was, was hot. It was mm-hmm. uh, a big thing. And I saw this show on Spike TV uh, called Scrappers mm-hmm. where these guys were in Brooklyn, New York, and they had vans and they would go 
get apply you know refrigerators things out of basements and delis all the scrap metal from wherever they could and they were turning in for money and i was like well i could i I have a truck i have a trailer and like i'm in southeast texas where there's like farm equipment rusting like i could do this yeah (laughs) so i put out an ad that said free scrap metal removal and just to see what happened so I got all these calls of people throwing away washers and dryers and hot water heaters oh, and man. and tractors and you know all kinds of things and it was just free money you know yeah. the the deal was like because they would they would call and they'd say like you're you're gonna you're not gonna charge me and I'm like no 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 I'm, I'm I I do this as a free service yeah. and I'm gonna take the money of the scrap metal right so I started to, uh went, doing this for probably about a year and then I got a first call about a car yeah and. I used a uh, come along, which is a uh, hand ratchet right, winch. Right, it has a little. Click. It was a, it was a nightmare, and so I said <laughs> I'll, I'll never do that again. So I I used the money from scrapping that car to buy a winch, and oh. after I bought that, you know, you just push a button, yeah. and after I bought that winch, oh man, it was on. <laughs> I I oh, scrapped sure. hundreds <laughs> of cars, and this is where I would actually buy them. So I would give yeah. people a hundred dollars, fifty dollars, two hundred dollars for their car, mm. and. Some of them I stopped scrapping, and I would make a run to Houston and sell them for parts at yeah. a at a parts yard. Yeah. And so I'm calling, seeing how much they'll give me, and I give the person, you know, maybe half. I'm trying to get it. It's a it's a hustle. It's an amazing hustle. Yeah. Uh, I was hauling sometimes three loads a day to to Houston. Uh, then I found out you could, you could scrap cars in Louisiana without a title, and I was uh, oh, you know scrapping stuff Wait, over there. You, were you doing this all alone? Like, yeah, that's what was the amazing thing. So there, there was like an actual business in town here, a well-known business that had yeah. signs all over town like "Cash for Cars." Yeah, yeah. I was cutting into their business. I mean, th- this was like a fleet of tow trucks, and they called me one day, and because they, uh, I guess they had a decline in their their business because of me. Yeah. I'm just one guy. And they're like, "Where's your yard? We're going to report you to the EPA, blah blah." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm just one guy. Like if if <laughs> if I'm cutting into your business, then yeah. you need to reevaluate your business model." Yeah, you so need change some things up. <laughs> so so here's where the fourth car comes in because along the way you get to be the type of person where you don't want to scrap every car. You're like, I could fix that up. I could sell right, it. You know, you do right. a few things. Well, I just so happened to get a phone call one day and ran across a 1994 300ZX uh, T-Tops. Uh, um, probably 60. Oh. <coughs> Bless you. Sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> probably like 60,000 original miles. It hasn't been messed with. Nobody's done any, you know, any yeah. modifications to it. It's not a twin turbo. It's a naturally aspirated, but still, it's yeah. it's that 3.0 V6 with the rear wheel drive. Right. <laughs> and what the deal was is uh, sometimes mechanics do side work at their house, like for yeah. friends and family. So he had several cars at his house that he was doing side work on, and this car was left there because the the bill was too high. Oh wow! So he yeah. was he was moving. He said, "I'm I'm closing on this house." Next week, I got to be out of here. I need this car gone. Okay. And I, and I said, well, you know, let me know what happened to the owner. I got to, you know, make sure it's legit. Right, right. For and sure. uh, need some information. Yeah. So he, he said the owner, uh, he said the car was stolen and then the owner recovered it. Oh. But when it was recovered, the uh, it wouldn't start because there's a security mechanism. Gotcha. And all the panels were taken off on the inside, so all there it, it looked like it looked like the car had been taken apart yeah. because he was trying to troubleshoot and said it needs a new computer. A new computer is uh, cost too much for mm. what the car is actually worth mm. and the labor involved. So he said the owner said, "You know, I'm just going to walk away from it." Yeah, yeah. Well, I said, "Okay, 
you know, so he he wanted a hundred dollars for the car because the car's not that heavy, so it's not going to bring a lot at the scrapyard. No. So gave gave the mechanic a hundred dollars. I did an inquiry, found the owner. The owner was in uh, Port Arthur, but he, uh, um, I mean, it had been registered since the nineties. Oh wow! And uh, wow. so he he I made sure that he didn't want it or anything. So I said, you know. I just don't think I can take this to the scrapyard. Let yeah. me let me take it to my mechanic, yeah. buddy. Uh, within five minutes, my mechanic started it up. He just wow. by, he he bypassed the security uh, system mechanism thing. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need a new computer. It started right up, and there's literally nothing wrong with it at all. So we just had to spend some time putting the panels on the inside back together. Right. The bo- the body's flawless, no body damage. Wow. Which is rare, you know, for a car that old. And so then I knew that I was going to keep it. Yeah. So I did a full tune up, like a thousand dollar tune up, which was new spark plugs, new every every fluid that could be changed. I changed it every every spark plug, every filter, uh, everything that a water pump, you know, anything that was like a changeable part. I did it because I was like, I want it to be legitimately reliable. For sure, I'm sure it runs like a champ. Yeah. And and so that's my my hundred dollar you know Z thirty two. You know, awesome. uh, I've driven it to uh, Destin, Florida. Was probably the the furthest furthest, yeah. furthest trip. No and problems. No, and, and before that, I, I had driven it to Dallas. So I went from Beaumont to Dallas, and then from Dallas to Destin, and yeah. then from Destin back home. So did a little triangle. Wow. And, and it, it's been great. Yeah, uh, even even smells like the nineties. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. color is the uh, the interior? Uh, it's black. Yeah. Silver so it's white. silver on the outside and, yeah. and black on the inside. And I'd really like to wrap it red. Be, oh yeah. That'd to, be nice. To with do. the T-tops, man. Yeah. It's something about, um, maybe it's just the, uh, rear wheel drive thing. It's something about Nissan. So I really like, like foreign cars, mm-hmm. like, you know, imports, uh, and you know, the, the little JDM Japanese cars, stuff yeah. like that. But there's something about a Nissan that just stands out, you know, over Hondas and everything else right. to me. Now, I, you know, I, I do love and I still admire the the NSX, the mm-hmm. the '90s ver- oh, version, yeah, and also sure. the the newer version. It's a uh, engine in the back too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah those are cool, man. There was a, uh, it's funny that. Um, uh, there was a, a post on Facebook the other day, and it was a uh, like the the back of a the newer NSX, and like everyone was like, "Oh, that's the new Corvette. That's the new Corvette." Oh, right. And, like it offended me. I'm like, "No, yeah. no, that's an that's an NSX." You know yeah, what I'm saying? And yeah. people are like, "What are you talking about?" Acura. Yeah. Yeah. They, I guess they thought it was the the new mid engine Corvette. Yeah. How do you yeah. feel about that? Uh, I like it better than the traditional Corvettes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Dude, I, those those about early ZR ones. Uh, well, yeah, you're right about that. But those early 2000 vets, I don't like them at all. They're, nah, yeah, they're, yeah. Eh. they're okay. <laughs> there's, there's too much in the front. I, I don't like all that in the front where the front is like forever long and then, <laughs> and then the, the cockpit in the back is, is short. I don't really. Yeah, and then the trunk is like big enough for like a pair, a set of golf clubs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I like more of a Lambo style where yeah. the, the, the trunk or the, the, the frunk, I guess, you know, which yeah. is the trunk in the front is kind of short. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about Z32s, like the, the 300ZX, it's got the, the same Lambo headlights. Yeah. <clears throat> That's kind of like everybody's. Uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they uh, you know, uh, this this is like rich, super rich people. They call uh, the, like the 300ZX like a poor man's Ferrari or something like they that. They do, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people nowadays actually don't know what it is. Like when I drive it, yeah. uh, it it still it, it does have a Nissan badge. I think I'm gonna debadge it yeah. because people they they're kind of like they they do a double take and they don't yeah. know what it is. Um, it's clean. I actually uh, had a state trooper. Uh, come up to me at a gas station because he wanted to know if it was the twin turbo, and I was like, "Oh, you're from the, you're, you're my age, yeah, because right? yeah. because that was a uh, nineteen, you know, early nineties, 
yeah. He actually knew what it was because the twin turbo was bad. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah that, um, the original commercial that was. I like the headlights, the taillights. You know, that the hatch, I like everything about that vehicle. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, not the most reliable, um, but if you can, you know, pay attention to it and uh, if you have small hands, which I don't, but, you know, those foreign cars, you have to have small hands oh, yeah. to get, get in those engine. And it's a yeah. tight, tight engine compartment. Oh, yeah, and it's a two seater, so it's not practical for like me and the kids. Yeah. Um, although one time I think they did double buckle when they were younger. <laughs> you know, but not so, and it's got a system in it too. Oh, so man. it's got even less trunk space than it normally. But it's just one ten on oh, the yeah. side because that's sure all you need. It. it it's a small cockpit, so right. you don't need much. Um, it actually had. It, it's even for for nineteen ninety four. It's got some some advanced tech. It has a automatic air conditioner, so it's like your house. Yeah. So you set it on you know sixty eight seventy two. And, and it, it, it cools, and right? It stays yeah. at that ten. Wow. Yeah, it's got a. I didn't know that. Like a thermostat. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the like as far as like the gauge cluster goes, uh, is it? It's not digital, is it? Like uh, the old Supras. No, it's got uh, <laughs> it's got one sixty on the dash. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Never got it up that fast. <laughs> What's the fastest you've gone in? Uh, probably just a hundred because yeah. you know it's old and. You're responsible. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to push, and and, and I, I I don't have like performance tires or anything yeah. like that. So you you always I, you know you don't want to have a blowout at yeah. at high speeds. And it's not like I'm a pro driver. I just I, I fell into this car. It's not and like yeah. I'm a uh, that much of a car guru or a racer by any any means. So uh, yeah. I, I just, I'm more for the looks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too, man. I'm I'm not by any means a car like guru, but like I'm a fan of like Nissan. Uh-huh. I just recently got rid of a uh, three. Uh, 350z okay yeah the the reason i got rid of it uh i love it man i love the engine i love everything about that car but i had the convertible so mm. it's it's odd shaped yeah you know it doesn't look like the 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 hard top you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so very fun car very fast we straight piped it um but you know it wasn't it didn't have that look you know like the, yeah i really wish that i could get a hold of some 370z wheels and then yeah. put and then put them on the Ooh, the 300zx it's nice. a it's a popular thing that some people do but they're very sought after yeah. and they're hard to find and they're expensive too they're mm-hmm. super expensive yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah very, you know like, sure. yeah I, i've tried to put someone up the 350 before i got rid of it yeah they're costly you know it's like mm-hmm. you could go aftermarket for the same price yeah you really <laughs> could uh works are popular that wrx yeah. yeah um have you seen the new gtr um uh, it, they kind of came out back out with a uh, uh so the the last uh like model or like uh mm-hmm. yeah the last model was like a 2017 Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still uh, they have that same look as the yeah. 2020s, but I haven't seen that one. Is I, a, man, I, that is a bad car. Yeah, I've seen the <laughs> the older model um, around town. It's a guy that has the license plate that says Sultan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who it is, but is it uh, is it black or white? I, I forgot about the color. I just I remember seeing yeah, the. I've seen one GTR in Beaumont. And oh, okay. it was a like, it was a it was a black one. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. either black or like dark gray. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a. Uh, it was nice. It was super nice. <laughs> so, uh, do you have any future plans for your podcast or guests that you're really trying to get? Um, honestly, man, like, uh, like you said with yours, you know, I'm just trying to reach out to everyone. So right now, I'm trying to, uh, well, right now I'm actually like having conversations with like, uh, I think it's Aqua Hydrate, if I'm not mistaken. It's a water in a bag. Water in a okay. Yeah, so it's hydrogen water. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And it's uh, man, I I drank it uh one day uh one morning after drinking. You know, uh, yeah. Pretty sure we had a like a an episode that night, and I I just felt great after drinking it. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? Let me reach out to these guys. Maybe it's it's just really hard to get people like that on a show called Beer and Bullshit. Oh, okay. You know, right. and that's the that's the only yeah. uh 
obstacle that I'm facing or struggle that I'm facing right now. It's hard to get uh, certain types of people on a show, you know, mm -hmm. with that name, you know. Gotcha. They don't want yeah. to uh, tarnish their reputa reputation, even though I feel like everyone has a beer from time to time. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I'm on this new kick on water uh, for what's called uh, TDS, Total Dissolved Solids. Mm. It's like the amount of minerals in the water. So most of the time I get that. 40 pack bottle of water from Walmart, great value that says like uh, filt, uh, purified water, right? Yeah. So that's water with nothing in it. And I didn't know, but when you drink water like that in your body, uh, the water is looking for minerals. Mm. And, it, and, it, and so it's robbing your body to absorb those minerals for itself. Mm. So we should really be drinking spring water. Mm. And which would be kind of like the Ozarka brand that's right next to it, just a few dollars more per yeah. case. But then they have, uh, in, you know, enhanced spring water that has more total dissolved solids, and gotcha. and so I've been kind of drinking some of that here yeah, lately. Yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy because uh, like yeah. you go you go on a convenience store, you know, you you see like all different types of bottled water. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess uh, excuse my ignorance, but like I'd go in and just grab a bottle of water, you know. Mm -hmm. But like some of these waters, they they're different. You know they what I'm are, saying? Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're different. You get what you pay for. Yeah, so. and you can really notice the difference in the taste and the yeah. difference in where it came from versus, uh, you know, some. Uh, also, I, I drink a little bit of, like, Perrier and Pellegrino, which yeah. is the, um, you know, the mineral water. Because it, it can actually, it's carbonated, so it, it can make you feel a little full. So sometimes, you know, you tend to eat bad later in the day, in the evening. Yeah. Um, the, the owner of Spartan Race, he always says, he, he's like, if you're trying to, keep a clean diet just go to bed early because he's like the doritos come out at night you yeah know, nobody nobody eats doritos <laughs> for breakfast you know? yeah. yeah so he's like go to bed early. but if you're if you're you know if you can't go to bed you know just you drink a bottle of perrier or pellegrino and yeah. you you know you feel kind of bloated almost because of the co2 yeah. and you're not really hungry anymore so yeah oh yeah. it's good to know man yeah because at night you get bored you you throw on netflix or yeah. you're on a, a show and you want those doritos or mm -hmm. ice cream or uh, whatever it is, man. Speaking of Netflix, you uh, how are you uh, how are you keeping up with uh, like just or staying distracted uh, yeah. from everything going on right now? You know what I'm saying? COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh, I keep myself insanely busy. You know, I'll just start adding stuff to my calendar, mm. and so I don't have a lot of downtime. I only have about maybe an hour, if that, to to watch some TV. And then maybe a, a driving time to listen to another podcast other than myself. Got you. Yeah. And other than that, man, I just I just try to find things to keep my calendar busy. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, I have to take those moments and remind myself to slow down. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I have, you know, I have, I have kids. I'm a single dad. Yeah. So I've got, I've got them for one week and then one week with, you know, off and on. Got you. Yeah. So that week that I'm with them they're busy with stuff and I'm, I'm, I'm into them. And so this week, for example, when they're at their mom's, I'm scheduling as many podcasts as I can yeah. doing all the editing, doing all that. So that way when they're with me, I don't have any, uh, I don't have to leave for, you know, Hey, I got to go do this. Yeah. So I try to compartmentalize on things like that. Um, and, uh, a lot of the stuff I watch on Netflix are, there's so many docu-series, you know, oh, I kind of, yeah. I kind of got into those, yeah. uh, because they're learning podcast is learning because i don't read books at all really right yeah because I, if i read a book i'll fall asleep straight up <laughs> within five minutes so i have to consume my intellectual content either visually or yeah. audio 
Got you. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. It's good to know, man. Yeah. I, and, honestly, and also, I'm keeping up with my health, you know, during this time, too. Yeah. Uh, I I went that during the original shutdown, which was like, you know, March, April or so. Yeah, like where, late, late March. Like the stay-at-home order, like the, the big one, the lockdown, whatever. Yeah. Uh, didn't work out at all, and that was the longest I'd ever gone in my life without working out because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have anything at home because I've always been a gym person. I always go to a gym. Yeah. I like the camaraderie. I like, you know, they they got the better stuff. You know, right. you get stuff at your house, usually it's not as good. You get out of the house, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and so I didn't have anything. And, I, you know, I had my bike and, and I had running, but it, it wasn't the same. I, just, I yeah. didn't have the weights. That's what I primarily do. I don't do a lot of cardio. I mostly like lifting weights. Yeah. And so when the gym opened back up, at the end of May, yeah. I I didn't miss a day for for <laughs> like like I usually I just work out Monday through Friday and maybe even miss a day if I had to but I was going seven days a week like even Saturdays and Sundays sometimes even twice a day oh, for almost forty days straight because I had missed so much and and then I I thought that it was important to beat COVID by staying healthy yeah. you know the the government doesn't want to say it because they don't want to hurt people's feelings but obesity is a risk factor for for getting COVID. And for and for not being able to beat COVID, so yeah. I wanted to stay healthy. I'm doing my you know my cardio, my weight workout. I'm doing 30 minutes of sauna. I'm doing uh, I go straight from the sauna, which is like 160 degrees, 180 degrees, to a cold shower to get that 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 shock. Uh, I mean, COVID doesn't want these lungs, right? Yeah. yeah you know, COVID would get <laughs> in sure. there and be like, this guy's breathing in 180 degree air. Get this hell out of here, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know. Taking twenty thousand IU's of vitamin D per day, I did a I did that NAD infusion. I was one of the first humans in Southeast Texas to get that NAD infusion really? from from Care Infusion. Yeah, yeah. so it's pretty cool. Wow. Uh, the next thing I want to do is I want to fly to Panama and get intravenous IV uh, stem cells. Ah, it's, it's, you know it's, it's not approved in the U.S. Ah, uh, okay. Intramuscular is approved in the U.S. Which say like if you have say you tear your rotator cuff, yeah. you can get a intramuscular injection of stem cells, and they will probably be able to repair it without surgery. So, you get that same thing intravenously, mm. and the stem cells can become any cell. So they're going through your all your veins throughout your whole entire body, just looking for something to fix. Wow. But right, the, the doctor's based out of Dallas, okay. so you go consult in Dal- Dallas, and then you fly to Panama oh, wow. and get the treatment. And I don't know how much it costs, but it's got to be less than Disney World, right? How, right? Like, how long would a like a treatment like take? Like, uh, so you you would get the the IV stem cells, which is basically like you know uh, a bag of saline, however long that takes to to drip, and they inject that in there, right? And and it's like immediate, you know, you, wow. you, know, you know, a lot of Damn, top bro. top fighters <laughs> and athletes are doing it. I heard about it when uh, Mel Gibson's dad is was in his nineties, yeah, and his dad's basically on his deathbed, and you know Mel Gibson, he's a movie star. He he thought, I've got unlimited bankroll like why can't i help my dad right and so he looked into this and it made his dad feel like he was 30 years younger immediately wow like, immediately and so that. the fact that it's not approved in the u.s is you know really shows that the some levels of government just don't want us to be well they just want us to be oh. sick and buy pills sure. you and know depend because, on like them <laughs> yeah you could know. be uh there's so many things that intravenous stem cells could could improve yeah. uh, especially for longevity so i'm on this mission to try to live to 100 if i can oh wow and you i want to like do you're well on your way <laughs> yeah I, i'm just all about trying anything that's out there that yeah. is uh for for good health for sure for and sure. and and reporting back on it and experimenting you know i've done 
my degree is in nutrition, but I don't use it for my career. So, gotcha, so I've done gotcha. things like the a ketogenic diet and then do blood lab results. I've done the carnivore diet and done blood lab results. Um, I haven't done any plant-based cause I really don't like it and I don't have an interest in it, yeah. but, but may, it, you know, it'd be worth trying for 30 days just to yeah, but, give a report but you'd back. you miss out on the Dollar Tree steak, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll probably live to 99 because I ate that. Yeah, that and this uh, old camp whiskey. I'm going to have to do some serious training to make up for this year. You know what, after the first, like, uh, like after the first or second sip, it's, I mean, it's okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. It's just, it's, it's, uh, the sugar content's got to be up there. Oh, for I sure. Mean, yeah, yeah, you could, right away, it's just like, uh, right peach <laughs> and i uh, you know with like blanton's or bookers or any buffalo trace uh a couple sips and you like you're feeling good yeah i don't i don't, I don't feel anything you'd probably have to drink a gallon of this stuff to, <laughs> you're like, eh. yeah. <laughs> yeah man I, honestly uh i mean you it's like you just got really scientific you know but that that's i'm gonna go home now and like look up all that stuff but uh honestly i think the key to like happiness and good health for me personally like in the simplest form is laughter you know what I'm saying? I try to laugh like literally all day, dude. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I try to find even if I'm in a pissed off mood, I get frustrated with something, I'll throw on like some Richard Pryor or mm-hmm. something funny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So laugh, you know. There's definitely something to be said about positive energy. Yeah. And lowering your stress level because stress elevates your cortisol levels. And that's not not healthy for anyone. Mm. And so, you know, you can literally make yourself sick from worrying or being stressed all the time. You know, there's definitely studies that show lower life expectancies, like for, you know, like stock traders that are on the floor in Wall Street and those high stress situations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those guys aren't living to 100. Dude, imagine. Yeah. That pressure. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so the, like you said, you know, uh, there, you've always heard the saying that laughter is the best medicine. And it's it's more about the 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 positive energy, the positive vibes that yeah. you can you know manifest within yourself. And every day you wake up, you choose your mood. Yeah. And I, I believe that you, you you can fight those outside factors that you you believe are controlling you. That yeah. ha, that when it all comes down to it, it's just things that are taking up space in your mind. Yeah. You know, whether you're going through a breakup or you're you're depressed about. Uh, you know, family situations or money. You know, those are things that are taking up space in your mind. Yeah. And you got to replace that with something else. And right, something positive. <laughs> and maybe, you know, for me, sometimes it's just staying busy and, yeah. and, and just helping other people. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. I feel honestly, uh, I think, you know, our devices, our phones mm-hmm. are, uh, it, it's crazy because I just feel like it, it's making everyone more depressed. You know what I'm saying? Because we're just so, uh, uh, we're just so like into the, our phones and mm-hmm. devices and uh, absorbed was the word I was looking for. You know, we're uh-huh. just so absorbed into this world, you know what I'm saying, where you feel like you could be anything or anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the moment someone in real life, you know, they tell you something, you know, like critical or, you know, some sort of criticism, like it makes you this depressed person. You know, I feel like a lot of children and like the youth, they're going through that now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like your like your phone is just like this drug, right. you know, that just keeps you high. You yeah, know, because uh, social media likes are definitely a problem because yeah. they're 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 giving you a rush of dopamine. Right. And you know, you post a picture and you get a bunch of likes really quickly and you're yeah. feeling you're feeling good about yourself and then the next day you post a picture you don't get so many likes and you're feeling depressed right. because you're you're searching for that rush of dopamine right. and the outlet is a 
you know, uh, judgment from strangers that you probably haven't even seen or talked to. Or won't or, ever see or yeah. talk to, you know. So I try to look at the phone as a tool where I think of it as if if you were to ask me any question, you know, 30 years ago, I'd be like, I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer to that question. Maybe I could walk to a library and go find a book and read the book yeah. and then maybe search for the answer and then get back to you later. Uh, now I can answer that question. You know, right. I, I've even done that experiment in a group full of people. I said, I said, I have a question that none of you know the answer to because it's an obscure question. Right. So do you think that you could find the answer to this question within 30 seconds using any means necessary? And I asked them the question, and within 15 seconds, somebody had the answer because what did they do? They Googled it, right? Right, right so off. Yep. That's the next step in human evolution is being able to answer any question on demand because yeah. that's never been possible in human history. Right. You know, uh, when I was a kid, we had to, we had to, those, it was like 30 encyclopedias that yeah. were alphabetized, and you would have to look in the index and look something up. Man, it's so fast to, to look something up right there on a device oh, that absolutely. you have in your pocket. Yeah. So if we could merge that with, um, you know, to increase the bandwidth, because right now we're actually going backwards. You know, we used to type on a keyboard with both hands. Yeah. Now we're typing with just our thumbs. thumbs so yeah. it's actually slower. <laughs> yeah. So we need to merge that technology with our, our brain and gotcha. make ourselves a little better. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, this week, my uh, you probably saw on Instagram, my, my dad was having a hip replacement. Yeah, yeah, I did. So, so his hip... Uh, he's he, he's got a knee replacement. He's got a hip replacement. Uh, those those devices are not as good as his original version. You know, mm. or, or our original version. You know, his his original version, of course, deteriorated. That's why he's getting the surgery. But current times, uh, there's not a lot of people with a hip replacement or knee replacement that are killing it athletically versus when they were younger with the real real deal. But I think in the future there's going to come a point in time where it shifts yeah. to where those replacement devices are actually better than what we have now. And yeah. it may turn into an elective surgery where yeah. people say, Hey, I, I want to get a better right. knee. I, I don't have anything wrong with my knee, but that's a better knee. And right. I would like to have it. Especially like the same thing with like breast augmentations, right? Yeah. Girls don't get breast augmentations because something's wrong with their breast. They're getting it because they want to look enhanced. Right. Want an and, enhancement of some yeah, sort. And yeah. a, you know, right. That's a visual enhancement, but I think later in the future, it's going to become a mechanical enhancement mm -hmm. where you have a, a shoulder that can throw faster you've got a knee that can jump higher you've got a, a hip that can squat more and people are going to electively have those surgeries right. and it's going to be a big quandary of separating like the haves and the have-nots because the people with money are going to be able to get those those augmentations sooner yeah. before uh and they may become a better athlete they they may become superhuman you know what if they're able to get those devices plus Neuralink technology that's that's pretty scary right but it's know? like it's crazy to even think about like uh football just use football for an example to have a level 99 team playing against another level 99 team uh -huh. like who wins the game? Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think they just open it up, you know, with the yeah. all the the sports with the anti doping and just just let them do whatever. They're they're paid professional athletes. Right. That, that's on you. You do you do what you want to do. Let's let's see you hit a home run out of the park, like <laughs> like not, space. not yeah, like not into the stands, but out into the parking lot. Right? Yeah. Uh, it, because it comes down to there's so many people doing it, kind of like in the Tour de France yeah. uh, with Lance Armstrong. You know, they're like. 
yeah, he was a, he's a gifted athlete and he got caught doping. But there, if you if you say, well, let's let's snap our fingers and take away everybody that 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 was doping, what the, there'd be nobody left, you right? Know? So. Uh, yeah, that's there's, true. There's still something to be said about his athletic ability that got him to where he could, and it's professional sports. Just let them do what they want. You know, we were, yeah. we were. Um, I was kids in kids in the '90s. You know, taking creatine and lifting weights, trying to be like Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds. We didn't know they were taking steroids. Yeah, right? and these those guys are just massive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> for sure. Are you watching any sports, by the way? Like any professional uh, sports? I don't really have the time to sit down and watch an entire sports game from start to finish because yeah. some of them are four hours, like a football game. Oh. Oh, yeah, or, baseball. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I like to go in person. Yeah, and I like to watch the big games on TV, but I just don't have the attention span. Like I was telling you, I, I'm luckily if I could maybe squeeze in an hour of TV at night, yeah. and, it, and it's usually something to fall asleep to. Right. So it ends up being 30 minutes with a sleep timer. So yeah, I just don't have the attention span to to handle sports. Yeah, it, it'll be a social event, like if friends invite me out to the bar or something. Um, or like a big fight. I like fights because they're faster. Right, know? they're faster. And honestly, and, with like uh, the UFC, the way it's it's going right now, I I think it's better without a crowd. You can yeah, hear a lot every, of people have said that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You can hear the coaching. You can hear like every punch land. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool. You know? Yeah. It reminds me of the Ultimate Fighter, which was the the reality show. Yeah. Because they didn't have a crowd. I mean, they had their teammates, but they didn't have a crowd. Yeah. So it, 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 it's cool. You know it. Everything about it, it just it sound sounds better, uh, looks better. Uh, you know, you're not distracted by uh, some celebrity or whoever mm-hmm. uh, might have you. You know, in the in the crowd, it's I like it. You know, but uh, as far as like basketball, I, I love basketball, but uh, the way it's being played today or right now, I don't like it. I don't like basketball uh, or football. I'm not sure I'll, if I'll watch. Yeah, any any NFL. <laughs> Growing up, I played basketball. That was my favorite sport, and yeah. so I don't mind watching a basketball game because it's quicker. Uh, when you go to a Rockets game, it's from start to finish. You're you're out of there in two hours, and yeah. that that's great. That's my attention span. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a football game is just just I mean, uh, or a, a baseball game. A you baseball know? game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love to go with friends. Love to you know have a beer, watch the game. But yeah. by by the seventh inning, I'm like, God, I'm so bored. Yeah, it's like it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> Just not enough action, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else you been up to lately? Anything? Not much, dude. Honestly, man, I'm I'm at home, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I, if I'm not, uh, you know, trying to come up or create new ideas for the podcast, I'm at home with, you know, the girl and, you know, her two kids, our kids. Uh, so we just chill at home. or and You're mainly in the Orange area? No, no, no. Groves. Oh, oh Groves. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm, so I'm from Orange. I'm from, uh, grew up, born and raised in uh-huh. Orange, went to Little Cypress. Um, yeah. Uh, at 17, 18, I just ran off to Houston. Yeah. Uh, wanted a big, you know, bigger, I, I needed more. You yeah. Know, a lot job. of people run to Houston, they don't come back. Yeah, I ran off to Houston for about 10, 11 years. What part of Houston uh, did you live in? Uh, so uh, initially, uh, when I ran off to Houston, I uh, I moved to uh, Cyprus, Cyprus, Texas. Yeah. I stayed out in Cyprus. Off, like, and that's like north? North, e- no- northwest. Northwest, right, yeah. Yeah, and I stayed right like right off 290. Um, uh, it, northwest was cool. Um, you know, it's like s- suburb-ish type uh-huh. Environment, you know, it was right. okay. But uh, after discovering, you know, the rest of Houston, I moved over to Southwest, which was uh, I moved to like uh, Westheimer and the Beltway. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was in a mix of, yeah. you know, it was the city. You right, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's like where you can walk to places and oh, be, be cool. Yeah. yeah. So it was a lot of fun. You know, is that Midtown or no? Uh, Midtown's close. No, yeah. that's it's more so. I was more so in the like Galleria. Uh, 
area? Yeah, uptown yeah. area. Ah, so Galleria. Yeah. Oh, you fancy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was surviving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, though. You know, I met a lot of people, um, you know, learned a lot of things, you know, about people, life, you know, my, myself as well, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I got, I got homesick and decided to come back to Southeast Texas. Yeah. You you know, I do a lot of network marketing for sales and you get to be in Southeast Texas where you can actually become well-known and know a lot of people. And I just feel like I I wouldn't be able to do that in Houston. Houston's a whole nother animal and there's over a million people. Millions of people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can literally, you can be like a resident of Houston. I feel like, you know, for like 20 plus years, go to a certain part of Houston and be a complete stranger oh you, you know for sure saying? like yeah. where literally nobody knows you yeah and you, you kind of you kind of just stick to your neighborhood like you hit yeah. people people say you know oh, i live in the heights i live in river oaks you know yeah. and that's like their bubble yeah yeah and that i just yeah. had this conversation with a buddy it's crazy you said that um i, I feel like it's the same in like beaumont or like uh, mid county but houston it's literally just like neighborhoods or like bubbles yeah it just consists of nothing but like bubbles you know mid county for but, sure uh mid county's gotten cool over the years oh, and yeah. and they like to stay there you know you've got the wheelhouse you've got yeah. every, everything downtown yeah. um but speaking of downtown you know they've got nature's brewery yeah. and i know you mentioned that we wanted to try to help the breweries out oh, dude, i just yeah. saw on the news today the owner of uh port nature's brewery was saying if things don't change we're gonna have to file for bankruptcy yeah. and so um so if you want to you know any of your friends that you know at the at the brewery there's there's poor brothers there's there's Struggle Street. There's uh, Buckstein or Buckenstein. Yeah, uh, that was recently on A to Z. Yeah, yeah, and just due to having a, a podcast in Southeast Texas called Beer and Bullshit, mm-hmm. I figured I could reach out to these guys. You know what I'm saying? So I reached out to them um, via IG, uh, Port Nature's Brewery, uh, the Poor Brothers. Simply told them like, "Look, dude, um, I know you guys are having a hard time. Everyone is, you know, but we enjoy, you know, a good drink." from time to time mm-hmm. so if there's anything i can do or i can reach out to my buddies we can do to help you know uh, yeah. let me know port nature's brewery they reached out to me and i'm like dude that sounds good you know what yeah. i'm saying let us know okay we'll participate you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i figured i could grab a few gift cards from uh each brewery uh do it as like a giveaway yeah know? and i'll do the same i'll pledge that right now you know for my podcast i'll go uh get some gift cards from each one of those yeah. and and i'll give them away on social media so be on the lookout for that uh, i think all that they can do right now apparently is sell growlers to go mm. and and that's not the heart of their business the heart of their business is people coming in and hanging out right and buying drinks by the pint and hanging out with their friends so yeah. not you know a lot of people like me i don't really drink at home i drink socially so right i'm not gonna go and get a growler and take it home uh but i've been there to the brewery many times you yeah. know to, to hang out with friends and drink multiple flights yeah. with with friends so that's that's what they're missing out on right now uh and it's you know it's sad because uh there's other bars that are inside of a restaurant. You can do whatever you want. You can go sit in. You can, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you, there's there's Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart that have zero restrictions. You know, just wear a mask and you're good to go. Oh, man, and can, it was uh, so crazy, dude. I was in Walmart of uh, Twin City. Uh, this was last week. I'm like waiting in line to check out at, at like a self checkout. And I, I get, you know, I'm waiting 15 minutes. I get to, finally get to a little kiosk deal. 
and it's not accepting cash. So there's a coin shortage, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. I go down three three aisles or lines. You know, they're not accepting cash. There's two lines and that Walmart that will accept cash, and it's it's people. You know what I'm saying? It's cashiers. Right. Yeah. So I I just don't understand the whole coin coin shortage thing, man. I don't know. I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's a play <laughs> because the the conspiracy theory is that. The government wants us to be a cashless society so that everything Absolutely. can be traced. Right. And you know, I find it hard that this is the first coin shortage we've ever had at a time period when people are using less cash than ever before in history. Because millennials carry zero cash. Oh, yeah. And None. they sure as hell don't carry coins. No. <laughs> um, I don't carry cash. I'm, I'm a Generation X. I don't carry cash because I've got my debit card, credit card, Venmo, PayPal, Cash App. You know, yeah. what do I need cash for? Yeah, um, it's like we don't. It's, uh, it's, the, only, the only coin available right now is Bitcoin, which is yeah. on, on the rise. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it is, dude. But it's also, what, like $10,000? Yeah, like, around, around eleven. I yeah, mean, I'm yeah. sure you could, you know, people, uh, there's some, you know, that you, I mean, you know, I'm sure you know a lot about crypto, but uh, there's a misconception with crypto. People are like, oh, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. It's like, dude, that. Shit costs eleven k for yeah, one, you know. And, but you can also pay, you know. People it. get hyped about it when it's high, and I'm like, you, you should have bought it when it it's was not not hyped. I'm, uh, yeah, it's so backwards. <laughs> I've I've seen so many people on social media be like, hey, do I know anybody about uh, that knows about Bitcoin? I'm trying to get in, and I'm like, I think you missed the boat. You know, you should yeah. should have got in earlier. And they but, also forget there's also like Litecoin, Ethereum. There's all right, other yeah. crypto. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I've really been wanting to get a crypto expert on the show. Uh, there, there's a few that I know. Uh, some that have made some legitimate money on it for really? sure. Uh, yeah, we were. Uh, one was a, a former coworker, and he legitimately put a. I mean, he he bought a house with Bitcoin because he got in at the early time, you yeah. know, and put a big down payment on it. And we we both used the app Coinbase, which you can oh, yeah. buy partial. Because yeah. I didn't buy a full. Um, I I <laughs> used like like five hundred bucks to to get in right. and just kind of experiment with it. You can it's a it's a you know you're buying a partial Bitcoin basically, so. Um, but we were out to dinner one night, kind of drinking, yeah. and I, I was when we were talking about cryptocurrency, and you know, I pulled up my app, and uh, he 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 showed me his app, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, you for real, for real?" Like <laughs> I, I, when I saw the the amount in his account, I was like, "Oh, you know, yeah, it was Big up balling. there, <laughs> yeah, 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 way up there." And you know, luckily he he probably didn't have to put that amount of money in. I I think that was some of his gains because yeah. that first run that it did when it really took off, he was in on it early, and, uh, and so he had. When he showed me, I mean, I saw it with my own eyes when I saw saw his Coinbase app. It had a legitimate amount of money in there that yeah. was beyond anything I deal with. So I'd it was pretty to, pretty neat uh, to see it in real life. Right? Yeah, and I've, I've watched like you know just YouTube videos of crypto, how it works. Yeah. Um, also like forex things like that. But um, I'd love to like sit down with like an expert. And, yeah, you know, just, and talk about it, just to hear their story. Uh, for for foreign exchange, there's there's a there's a cool app and uh, website called Nadex. It's Nadex. the North American Derivatives Exchange, mm. and that's where you can you can trade like the dollar versus the yen and the dollar versus the euro or the you know the the GBP Great British Pounds, uh, oil futures, uh, soy, all those different commodities. Yeah. And they have like five minute bets, you know, so, you know, it's like expiring in five minutes and, and it's, it's really neat. They, they give you, uh, maybe like a thousand dollars of play money to, to, to learn. Yeah. And then you can jump in with real money. Oh, wow. 
cool. I've messed around with that a little bit. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different things like yeah. on the internet or internet internet hustles. You know, yeah, you, will, right. you can you can make bank. Like yeah, it's same same as going to the Golden Nugget. You know, but you, <laughs> might, you can you can do the same thing online. Yeah, uh, it's, I, might, it's, I might put some money on that Tyson fight. So so Tyson's gonna come back and fight Roy Jones Jr. What yeah. Do you, what do you think about that? Honestly, yeah. man, uh, I haven't seen uh, any like training videos of uh, Jones Jr. But I've right. seen some training videos of Tyson. Everybody has, dude. He he's, looks like he could fight anyone. He's another like, animal. Let alone Roy Jones Jr. I think <laughs> yeah. he could fight somebody in their prime. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, and I heard a rumor that he might come back and like holy. There may be a Holyfield fight. That so, that that one I don't know about. So initially I thought it was Tyson versus Holyfield. But yeah. I guess it's. You I know, guess it's, it's Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still gonna be a good. I fight. did. The, the Vegas odds are like negative three fifty Tyson and like plus three fifty Jones. Oh wow. So yeah. So. Uh, it's wow. heavily favored with yeah. with Tyson, Dude, yeah, because he, he looks fantastic on camera. Oh yeah, <laughs> so fast. Yeah, yeah, and those punches are just like I imagine getting hit by him one time. Oh yeah, you're dead, <laughs> right? The the regular a regular jaw, you know, like us. I mean, we're we're funeral right <laughs> getting hit yeah. by tyson right? dude yeah <laughs> so you follow mma a little bit too uh honestly bro not really <laughs> oh, okay i yeah. mean i'll watch i'll watch the fights and i'm trying to get into it yeah uh, and speaking of uh mma i have a, a buddy he's uh his name's ruben alanese mm -hmm. uh, he's one of the best mma fighters in southeast texas he oh. just opened up a uh a gym it's called Wolfden Gym, you know. Okay. So I think I'm going to uh, start going to classes and learning a little bit more. You know, I, I need that discipline in my life. Do you life. know what the style is? Uh, I'm not sure of his style. I know personally, I want to learn Muay Thai. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I know that's an entire life. That's a, that's yeah. a lifestyle. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? So, what about yourself? You you follow it? Uh, a little bit. I remember when I was a kid in the video store, like the VHS tape video store. Yeah. They had the first ever Ultimate Fighting Championship. And it was wild back then. So, like, you had sumo wrestlers yeah. and guys in karate geese. Like, they didn't even know what it was back then. Yeah. This is before Dana White. This is before oh, they had okay, any money. Okay. Uh, this is, like, when politicians were, like, trying to outlaw it because they thought it was gladiator barbarism. You know oh, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> and, and this is back in the Ken, Ken Shamrock days and the, oh, wow. the, the okay. Gracie day. That's kind of when jiu-jitsu got put on the map where – it was all these strikers. It was yeah. just strikers fighting, you know, boxers fighting karate guys, fighting taekwondo guys, fighting Muay Thai guys. And then yeah. jujitsu came along, and they were just submitting people like bam, bam, bam. Yeah. So people started paying attention more to the grappling. And so it's something I've always been interested in because I've always been into participating in striking, like karate as a kid and then taekwondo in college, but never any grappling. There yeah. there used to be a, a jujitsu club that worked out in the same gym area as the taekwondo club mm. so they would they, it would be like i would get there you know 30 minutes early and jujitsu is doing their thing and they were they were always weird people you know for <laughs> sure you know this is you know 2001 i guess and they'd always invite me like hey you want to come roll with us and that's what they call it right right and it was neat one day i was like yeah yeah whatever okay uh and so i was with uh you know partnered with a guy that was experienced you know low level experience but the coach was coaching me and not him so he was saying like you know put your hand here grab here blah blah, blah. and it was just weird how fluid it was like yeah. every everything that he told me to do just made sense to dominate this other human right, right. and so it's always been fascinating and uh i know that i i really need to get into uh you know jujitsu there's yeah. there's kind of two types there's there's gi and no gi 
And so I always thought that I would gravitate towards no gi because that seemed like real world because you don't wear gis. But if you think about it, where you kind of are, yeah. like, what if somebody's wearing a suit or like your flannel that's unbuttoned? Yeah. You know, that's kind of like you can use that as leverage. Right. And right. and not to mention a, a necktie, like a, a like think oh, of how man. you know how dangerous it is to wear a necktie and get in a right. fight with somebody who's experienced. Yeah. Uh, you should really wear a breakaway tie always yeah dude that's something to think about uh-huh. <laughs> you know something yeah. so i don't have any grappling experience currently but I, I would like to do it uh it would be super hard to add something to my schedule yeah uh, especially something that t- people typically dive into because right. once you you know you, you get into it right every yeah. every it's it's like crossfit or jujitsu or being a vegan like that's all you want to do right you, you know right. what i mean you become almost obsessed with yeah it, it's its own little world it's its own little community and that's yeah. great it's great for people so uh, yeah, I gotta see if maybe I can do it two days a week or something like that but yeah it's definitely <laughs> something I want to try for sure yeah definitely man it's uh it's it's interesting you know uh I'm a I'm becoming a fan of watching it you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but being a part of it as well I think I uh you know of course after educating myself and learning a little bit more about it you know just so I can understand and uh, get what I'm committing to. <laughs> yeah, mainly for the part of, uh, you know, the world's kind of crazy right now. Yeah. And if you take someone who, who knows just a little bit of jujitsu and someone who knows none, it's like night and day if they get into an altercation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's game over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so you just need to know a little bit, you know, and I've already got the striking background. So yeah. uh, just, you know, for the basics. The, the, the problem with Taekwondo is it's mostly kicking, and if you're not up to date on your flexibility, it's kind of a waste. Like, like, yeah, I have all that knowledge, but I'm not that flexible anymore. So it's kind of useless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's just, uh, there's only so much you can do with your hands. You know, you're, you know, so you punch someone, you, you could break your hand, oh, uh, yeah. not as much. <laughs> so as when you kick or use a knee or an elbow. So it's important to have all those other aspects too, you know, yeah. I mean, unless you're like a really, really high level boxer, then yeah, you could get away with using hands only yeah. and, and maybe being good at defense, but like a Tyson, huh? <laughs> yeah. But man, you, you catch somebody in the wrong part of the head or whatever with just your hands and you know, you, you that, that hand might be useless for the rest of the fight. So you got to have other things to, in your arsenal for to sure. work with. Yeah. For sure. To utilize it mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, so just going back just a little bit, um, uh, like how long, like when did you start the, like your, your whole podcast, your whole operation? Yeah, I started about a year ago. So, really? you know, there, there's 52 weeks in a year and yeah. I've got about 50 episodes out. So, okay, okay. so I stayed pretty consistent with an episode a week for gotcha. a while there. Uh, and then during COVID, you know, I had lots of reschedules, lots of, you know, we didn't know what was going on. You know, I go from every day from, you know, one, one day thinking that, uh, you know, one day thinking this bullshit to one day I'm scared, you know, yeah. and back and forth, every all the different things. So just Dude, kind of put it on hold. And, absolutely. And that's, it, that's so spot on and because it, I yeah, think we yeah. all feel that way. And I've never done Zoom. I've always wanted to do in-person. It was real important to me to sit across from someone right. and be able to do in-person interviews. So yeah. I just waited. Yeah. And, you know, during COVID, I was able to get some friends in here, that, yeah. people that knew me. Uh, it, it's, so, you know, sometimes I'm doing an interview like this one, or I, I don't want to call it an interview, more like a conversation, but like I met you for the first time today. Right. right? And, <laughs> yeah. and so that can be hard for some people yeah. to get them in during this time. Yeah. Not so much for you because you're kind of on the same uh, wavelength as me as far right. as like wanting to do episodes. Absolutely. And, you know. Yeah. And honestly, man, um, I, I feel like I, 
you're the same way, obviously. I feel like I could talk to literally anybody. I don't care mm-hmm. who it is, yeah. anybody. But, I mean, it sucks, like, when you, you're sitting across from someone that you, it's just so hard to have a conversation with. Right. Uh, have you ever dealt with it? Like Most of the people that, that I bring in here either have some public, you know, there's a reason I ask them to come on. Right. They may have some public speaking experience mm. or they do something that's totally fascinating to me mm. that I've got so many questions lined up that I want to just hear their story. Got you. Yeah. Okay. And obviously another podcaster, no problem having a conversation. Oh, for you sure, know, dude. We could talk uh, about it literally, I, you know, whatever. I wrote I wrote three notes and one of the notes is your name. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't. I knew that I didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, man. We could you know, literally go on. And then I schedule some antics you know because i I, i've had i've literally had those in my freezer for a while now yeah Uh, i had my friend who's a navy veteran that's also a chef we were gonna we were gonna do those one day and i was like you know i was like this would be fun to surprise somebody with (laughs) but you can't just do this to anybody i was like i bet i could do it to Corey. yeah yeah and also i mean everyone shops at uh you know like at dollar dollar tree honestly i'm one of those people like i mm-hmm. would just go down a random ass aisle i'd yeah. probably pick up something like that just yeah, throw it in the basket exactly why not yeah, <laughs> yeah i had to quit going to target for yeah. that reason because you go to target you'll get all kinds of stuff that you don't need oh dude yeah. yeah you go you go into target you're going to get everything except what you went into target for you for know? sure yeah <laughs> uh they, they said that you know men should really start hanging out at target because the women are looking for something they don't need <laughs> so they they may pick you up, right? Oh wow, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot, man. What do you yeah. think about the movie theaters? They may not be a thing anymore. Everything's think, going to video on demand. Honestly, so. dude, I don't think uh, uh, a movie theater will exist in the next maybe two years. Are you much years. of a Marvel fan, or what's your go-to movies? Uh, go-to movies, comedy. Okay. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I like comedy stuff. Uh, some action. Uh, you know, I. I really liked horror like back then, but like now it's like it's so corny and everything's the same. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm a big like Adam Sandler, uh, any type of comedy. Ad- Adam Sandler, uh, Bernie Mac, yeah, Chris Rock, right, right. You know, uh, Kevin Chappelle, Hart, yeah. Kevin Hart, uh-huh. yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, Dave Chappelle, of course, uh-huh. the Goat. The Rock's pretty funny too. Oh yeah, when, yeah especially yeah, when him and guy. Kevin get together. Oh yeah, 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 they're, yeah. They're, they're they're a dynamic duo for sure. What about yeah. you? Uh, I, I definitely gravitate towards a lot of those Marvel movies for oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen every one of them and can analyze them. Uh, not a big you know science fiction fan as far as like Star Wars at oh, all, no. which is surprising because I, I'm big into space and astrophysics. But yeah, um, but de- like Marvel took it to the next level because I love superheroes and I was always frustrated as a kid why DC sucks so bad <laughs> when it comes to making movies. Yeah. So when Marvel first did 2008 Iron Man, I was like. Yes, like finally, they finally got it right, and then it just kept getting better since then. So, that whole Marvel Cinematic Universe is just amazing. But, but yeah, 10 times out of 10, I'd rather watch it at home. Uh, you know, I've gone to the Houston IMAX to watch like Thor Ragnarok, and that's a cool experience. But, I mean, nowadays, with with 55 inch TVs in your in your couch and (laughs) pausing, dude, 3D TVs, curved TVs, you know, and everything is just uh happening so fast like like you said it's just on demand now you know uh-huh. people are streaming um i was actually in houston um uh to like two days ago and there was a guy man he was uh out in front of the the convenience store and he wasn't selling movies but he was selling like cds for music they still he, do that 
No, oh. they, they people don't. But oh. the thing is, it's like, <laughs> you know, he goes, uh, he's like, man, uh, it was me and a buddy. Uh, he he approached my buddy first. My buddy was like, oh, well, my buddy's in the car. He's a podcaster. He came over. He was like, what's your podcast on? I told him and everything. I was like, but it's strictly audio right now. We're still new. I'm still learning. He's like, man, well, how come it's not, it's not video? You know, he goes, I'm a videographer. And then he goes, I also make music. Check out my CD. I was like, dude, I'd love to buy your CD if I had a CD player. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so old school. It's almost like a cassette, a cassette tape. Yeah, you know, if you will, you know. And it's uh, it's crazy just to see the transition of like uh, DVDs or CDs or mm-hmm. anything like that just go to strictly digital. Right. You know, yeah. a movie is premiered or whatever. You know, you see the trailer. It's like a week later. It's oh, available. Yeah. It is. You yeah. know, it's crazy. It's like, what was the point of the trailer? Yeah, the only CD I have it would be in my car that just yeah. happens to have that. Sli- and, and, you know, I've never, I've got vehicles that I own that have never played a CD that yeah. have a CD player <laughs> because I would rather just play, uh, you know, uh, Pandora or something. Right. You know, Bluetooth yeah. auxiliary. Yeah. It's, it's so much more. I do remember when I, the college days burning an MP3 CD oh, when I thought dude. I was the man because yeah. instead of fitting uh, 20 songs on a CD, yeah. I could I could fit several hundred from MP3 and oh, they're all man, with the files and yeah stuff. with a file downloaded from Napster and yeah. you know, you'd, you'd be jamming <laughs> to a song and all of a sudden it would cut out and because it virused or something. But yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah, for sure. Or even uh, like if we we take it back, maybe five years, six years, ten mm-hmm. years. Uh, the iPod, dude. Like you know, like oh, we, the, we like have a shuffle. Ten, yeah. yeah, we have a ten year old at home, and she's like, "What the hell is that?" Exactly. You know, that, that just blows my mind though, yeah. because when that thing came out, it was just so breathtaking. Right. You know what I mean? Like a it thousand was, songs in your pocket. Yeah, and you know. And then yeah. like you look on your iTunes and you see like the the time at the the bottom of it, it's like you have months of music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Imagine <laughs> you know the time that you had to put in. You had to put the like yeah. You have a thousand songs in your pocket, but you had to manually put those songs one by one oh, on, on that device. <laughs> Whereas now you can go to Pandora or Spotify and, and type in Marshmallow and get his whole collection. Oh, absolutely. Just, just coming to you for, yeah. for little to no effort. And I, I miss the, uh, maybe not like a brick of a device for music, but I miss just the uh, experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like getting home from school or whatever uh, organization or whatever I was doing at the time. And uh, you're sitting in front of my, my computer and literally going to bear share whatever web you yeah. know what I'm saying any of these websites right. and picking discogs and just yeah. throwing them on a, it was like hunting yeah, yeah. yeah. it was fantastic um, you know it was a great time I did recently get a record player yeah. and but I only have two records I've got uh, Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon nice and I've got the Black Keys. Oh, nice. Yeah, the, uh, was just, it the uh, El Camino? Yeah. yeah. They, they just sound good on vinyl. You know, th- those two particular, because uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon doesn't have separate tracks. It just flows. Yeah. But you do have to flip the record. And uh, I kid you not, when I first got it, I had to ask somebody, I was like, hey, does the needle start on the outside edge or the inside edge? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't remember, right? I'm yeah. Gonna, and I'm, you know, I'm a child of the '80s. I didn't really need that. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy you said that as well, man. Uh, we were at uh, my girlfriend's brother's house. Um, he has a record player, and he has like all these records, you know. And I was trying to be real cool in front of my girl. We've been together for you know a few years, but I'm trying to be real cool. And I dropped the needle, and it's in the wrong spot. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I didn't know where to put it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Know? I was, I was, I was almost sure that it went in, outside to inside, but I, I still wasn't sure. And then I was like, "How do you get it right? You're gonna skip the song, you right?" Know? <laughs> so yeah, you gotta uh, get that uh, that Astro World Travis Scott on vinyl. 
Oh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> man, what a what a cool uh, cool song, you know. The and the music video too. Yeah, yeah. him and Drake are really creative. That that, that kid, dude. He's a he's a genius, man. The whole uh, I don't know if you saw, but he did a thing with uh, that game. I can't even think of the name of the damn. Oh, uh, yo, Fortnite. Yeah, he <laughs> Fortnite, he. Yeah. That's super creative to re- release a song on Fortnite where right. you have to like go into the game and be a part of the game to yeah. hear this song. Yeah, just imagine those servers. At that oh, time, dude. probably blowing up. Yeah, <laughs> and and then and then you got people like me who who I'm a Travis Scott fan, but. I wouldn't be able to hurt, hear it because I don't play Fortnite. You know, right. I, they get my son like, "Hey, uh, do you know how to do this?" Right, and you, the, your son, you know, gets on yeah. the game, you play, and then now you can enjoy the music. Travis Scott really, he, he really cut out uh, 30, 38 year old white man out of the loop on that one. <laughs> so whatever. Oh man, that was. I'll see it on YouTube. I guess genius move, man. That's where I watched it. YouTube, mm-hmm. <laughs> I pulled it up, you know, and it's him and uh, the very end. It's him and Kid Cudi. Uh, yeah, I like one, him one too. Of my guys, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. That's uh that's a really really uh, creative artist as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, man. Uh, but yeah, comedy movies, dude. Uh, any t- music in the music world, any type of music, mm-hmm. rap. Uh, I'm a, like a hip hop nerd. Yeah, I can answer any question about rap or you know hip hop, but uh-huh. uh, rap rock. I'm a big Nirvana guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know I'm a all big good, fan of Cobain. Yeah, I was a big uh, Pearl Jam fan. Really? Uh-huh. I like the grunge era. Yeah. yeah, and Nirvana too. Uh, it's amazing if if you've ever heard Post Malone's covers of Nirvana, they're really really good. No, he's he's got that raspy voice. Yeah, and, and you know he started out as a kind of a rock and roll. Yeah, guy. yeah, for sure. Uh, he he taught himself to play guitar by Guitar Hero, and he played. Yeah, there's even an old old video of him. I think he's wearing like a Texas flag shirt, like in a country bar. Yeah, you know, singing some stuff. But but he covers Nirvana songs all the time, and it's really amazing. It's good, huh? I'm gonna have to check yeah. that out, man. Yeah, they're they're definitely they're easily defined on YouTube. He uh, sure. he covered a uh, Stevie Nicks uh, song, and also in true Nirvana fashion, you'll appreciate this. He uh, he wore a muumuu like Kurt Cobain, yeah, and he did not sing "Smells Like Teen Spirit" because that was Kurt's thing. Like he would do concerts, yeah, and he would sing every song except for "Smells, Smells like, teen- like Teen Spirit," right? Because yeah. it was like the pop single. Oh, you know what I mean? Man, it's like the song when you you just even breath nirvana yeah people yeah. turn to that they steer to they that. forget about lithium you know they forget, yeah, yeah every other song you know apologies right. all these other really really good songs you yeah know? uh post malone all apologies is really good really really good, really I'm, good. I'm yeah. gonna check that out mm-hmm. man because yeah dude I, I like cobain what it was is uh you know, there's several documentaries and everything but uh, uh there's a there's one called the montage of heck uh-huh. And that one just puts you like you have to be like sitting in front of this uh, television set or a TV uh, alone just so, you know, you can just absorb yourself into it. And it just puts you in this. It, it gives it gives me chill bumps, you mm-hmm. know, every time I watch it because it just puts you in this place. Yeah. Tells you about, you know, his entire life from start to finish. Right. Uh, everything that was going on in his mind and uh, just the different things he dealt with as a child, you know, peer pressure, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. There's some really fucked up things in that documentary. Yeah, I, I wish that he wouldn't wasn't gone so soon because imagine yeah. what he could have created. You know, just oh, like era, sure. you know, with like Michael Jackson and Prince and all these other artists. Yeah. Uh, Avicii, you know, I'm, I'm big. I like EDM, yeah. ele- electronic dance really? music, and you know, Avicii died so young and had so many great tracks where he would feature other artists. And yeah, yeah I wish one day I could go to Tomorrowland or or um, or maybe. Maybe even Burning Man, you know, where they have a lot of. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Tomorrowland would be super cool to uh, mm-hmm. to go to. I'd like to see um, uh, Diplo in concert mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, that It'd would be, be a good super one. cool to see Diplo. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, I have a buddy from Houston. Uh, he was on the podcast, DJ. Uh, F- I always say fun, but it's pronounced fun. Oh, kinda, okay. Yeah, kind of like you know, faux or fa. Ah, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we, I had him on the podcast, but we, uh, you know, we were just talking about the current situation and everything going on. Uh, we missed a lot of uh, music and uh, things. I wanted to ask him about music. We'll get there though. I'll get him back on. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Yeah, the the EDM world is uh it's pretty cool though. I, I do enjoy it. Yeah, I like I like it when they feature random artists. It's yeah. probably my favorite. Um, not just EDM by itself, but a, a vocal track of a another f- oh man. another famous yeah. artist yeah. like Diplo and Skrillex did a song with like Two Chains and it was amazing. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Febreze. Yeah, yeah, that was one. yeah, yeah, dude. It's really or, good. Or uh, like Halsey and Marshmello. You know, yeah. it's like really really great tracks and then, yeah. and pretty much everything that avici did I, i've never heard a single avici song that was bad so yeah. yeah well before we wrap this up man you got any other questions uh Here. kanye 2020 <laughs> oh yeah uh he did drop out yeah and, uh did, but did he officially drop out he, he yeah i don't even know if he if you know cause, well, i don't know if he officially ran right yeah <laughs> uh, officially ran was a tweet uh so you know basically publicity stunt but yeah I was kind of hoping it would play out, you know, right? Yeah. If there were ever a year to put your foot in the door, this would be the year, you know? So, Hurricane so it, yeah, so it, he, he's, he's screwed. He, he painted himself in a corner now because this would be the year to do it. There's yeah. no, there's no other <laughs> craziness time, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, he dropped out and Kim made a press announcement about his bipolarism, you know, but, mm. but man, if you go back and watch the video of runaway, yeah, I mean, that's creative genius. Honestly, bro, so, uh, you know, just back to music in general, uh-huh. uh, if I know anything about anybody in the the hip-hop world, it's Kanye West. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, remember when uh, he dropped Runaway, the video, right? The little movie? Uh-huh. It was on MTV, VH1. It was on everything. Yeah. In one time, you know? And just the way he played the entire album throughout the movie, it's it just all, like and it, said, it was genius. high-level the probably the highest level ballet dancers you could find. Yeah. You know, for, yeah. for that. Remember and the uh so the uh I forget what year it was M T V uh music awards. Yeah. Uh, he's just, you know, in front of this little podium like deal. Uh there's uh like a MPC on it and he's just the plan that one note I remember. Ding, uh, yeah. Ding, like, it was a uh, it was a drum loop machine. Yeah. And, and he, he was playing it himself and yeah. it was a MT, MTV Music Awards. Yeah, yep, and then like it. the ballerinas yeah. come out, dude. Like that was just like so creative. Hundred percent, man. Yeah. Uh my dark twisted My beautiful dark twisted. My beautiful dark twisted, twisted fantasy was uh, probably one of the greatest fantasy. albums of, of rap albums of all time for sure. Honestly that yeah. one and um The Chronic by Doctor Dre. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also partial Bone Thugs and Harmony as in the 90s yeah. uh, and, and playing basketball in the basketball culture. Uh, you know, it, when to, you know, truth be told, when you're white and basketball is your favorite sport, you gravitate towards black culture. Yeah. It, it just happens. And, and so I was that kid. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I legitimately thought I was going to play like, you know, college ball and pro ball. And, and then yeah. once I got to college, I was like, oh, yeah, that's not so much. Right? But, <laughs> but you you pretty much listen to nonstop rap, you know, when you're on the bus going to a basketball game. Yeah. And Dude, we, even, would, uh, we would, we would shoot go back a little bit f- like further, uh, license to ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Beastie boys, man. That was, my, dude, that was my jam, you know, yeah, it was, yeah. uh, like in my teens when I discovered it, but mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this is badass. Mm-hmm. These guys are killing it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was more rhymey. Like everything rhymed. 
Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, other other hip hop had more, you know, lo- longer verses. Uh, yeah. And then when Eminem came out, I was like, oh, we made it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it was it was fun how he evolved from kind of like a whiny voice to a more hard hitting like in Godzilla and yeah. and then getting in the beef with uh, uh what was uh, it MGK yeah <laughs> hilarious right uh, yeah, it was just man. it was just hilarious to see the two different generations because it was gen- oh. it was Gen X versus millennials you for know sure. and and the views on YouTube were like tens of millions for Eminem and like you know one or two for MGK, MGK yeah. yeah and it's funny I like I saw memes it was like a, a picture of MGK like calling him like Stan right <laughs> and it's like if there's ever a rapper that you don't want to battle yeah. it would be. Eminem. Eminem. Um, and that uh, little flip mentioned that on your podcast, I think, about bringing battles back, or maybe you mentioned it. You know, because yeah. you don't you don't really see that much no. anymore. And yeah, and he uh, like because all the beefs with with Drake are all fake, right? Because oh, yeah. they they would be on each other's album, like Drake versus Future, but their buddies are Drake versus Meek Mill, but they're they on they're on out al- you know their own tracks together. Oh, for so. sure. And like their their marketing schemes nowadays are just like uh, whereas Eminem, he hates you. Crazy. You know, yeah, he he, he, he dissed <laughs> genuinely. His last album, he dissed everybody. Yeah, and mumble rappers and everybody. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate uh, you having me on the show, yeah. dude. I, I definitely appreciate this. This was, you know, it was a lot of fun. I want to try to learn all the words to rap God. You know, I only know, I only know a few. But imagine if I could cover that. Like, what would my fans think? I'm sure. How many people do you think, like, on uh, YouTube that, like, no word for word? There's some that? really cool girl covers. I'll really? tell you that. Like, where some girls just murder it. Yeah. Rap God word for word. Word for word. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah, yeah. it's just so like. Yeah. I, I know. I know. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Man. You should you should learn it, dude. You should uh and you know get on here and just spit. I'm, 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 like, I'm like I would say I'm sixty percent accuracy. Yeah, I've been listening. Oh, dude, I've, I've been listening to it for a while, but I got I got to be a hundred hundred or nothing. Yeah, but you're not yeah. that far off. Sixty percent, right. yeah. man. You know more than a yeah. lot of people. A little, a little more practice. That yeah. and uh, I want to learn piano because I like piano remixes of popular songs. Have you ever yeah. heard those? Yeah, yeah, for you, sure. You, there's YouTube a, there's is a guy a, on YouTube. Yeah, so YouTube is like a treasure trove of remixes, right? Yeah. If you're into remixes or mashups, you can find everything you want on YouTube. Yeah. And I got into the piano remixes from Westworld, yeah. the the TV series on HBO Westworld. about the artificial intelligence back in the Wild West. And uh, But anyways, they uh, in saloons in the Wild West, they had pianos. And so this show would sneak in piano covers of like the Rolling Stones "Paint It Black," oh nice, or uh, "Sweet Child of Mine," oh and nice, okay, some some real banger tracks of, yeah. of but but in a saloon style piano. So I want to try to learn that. I have oh, a keyboard, dude. but uh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> really cool, man. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. just hearing like "Sweet Child of Mine" like on piano, and you know, yeah, or "Painted uh, Black." The best one is probably "Piano and Violin" of "Space Oddity" by um, David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah, um, oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna take you. I, I I can take you down a YouTube rabbit hole, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that was on season three, where Marshawn Lynch, the football player, actually does a cameo in there with Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul is Jesse from Breaking Bad, mm. but they're in Westworld together, and he's on this uh, designer drug called Genre, which is like a party move uh, music drug, right? Mm. And the the violin version of Space Oddity comes on, and where they're out in the real world, and and uh, and 
he's like, what is this? And Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch is like, this is reality, bro. And it's just, I was like, wow, that was so cool. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like dorky stuff. So yeah, that is pretty bad. All right. Well, thanks for coming, man. You're welcome back anytime. Um, you're, you're welcome to take this track for, uh, for anchor, you know, throw it up on your, your channel and we'll swap cast and, you know, you can get some crossover listeners from me. Maybe I can get some crossover listeners for you. You definitely will. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) If the anytime if you get a rapper in person, let me know. You know I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. So the the next guy I'm I'm uh, I'm gunning for is a uh, zero. So okay, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure zero will be in person. Um, we have a I have to put it out. I, I have a an episode with uh, Curtis Williams. He's a uh, he's part of a rap collective uh, of two. It's called Two Nine, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a, just a collective of you know young guys. They were signed by uh, Mike Will Made It who's like a big uh, Atlanta guy, you know, oh, he's yeah. uh, brush his shoulders for Gucci and all these people, Gucci yeah. Mane. So uh, we're going to have two nine on, but it's via Zoom. But in person, it'll be uh, my next guy is zero. Okay. You know, yeah. I'm shooting for that. So <laughs> uh, my, my big fish that I want to catch from H-Town is Mattress Mac. Oh man! You know, he, yeah, for he's, sure. He's got a documentary, yeah. and he's he's on that list. Like, he's not an A list celebrity. Yeah. But you know, he's he still typically goes to the office day to day. So he, I feel like I can get him. Yeah, for and sure. I, I don't think he's ever been on a podcast. So I'm, so I'm hoping nobody listens to this and steals my shit. But <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, that's one where like I would go to him. And yeah. so, so my goal is to, you know, contact his staff and say, I, Hey, I have a media request. Like I'm a, you know, a journalist and just say, yeah. Hey, I need, you know, want to come interview you and it'll turn into a, an, you know, an hour podcast at his location. He's not going to, sure. he's not going to come here, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that's my goal just to hear his life story. Oh, you know, dude, which for is sure. ama- he, he's got a documentary that's out there on, it's more like a social media documentary, but just an amazing story of a life, right? Yeah, dude, Mattress Mac, like he, uh, like you said, he, he might not be a list, but he's a he's a Houston celebrity, yeah. which makes him like a worldwide celebrity, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you're a Houston celebrity mm-hmm. of any stature, you're you're a celebrity. Yeah, you know, yeah. like Houston's a very rich place. Yeah. And, and somebody who's on on that borderline of life expectancy, you know, I want to record their legacy before uh, for sure before they pass. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that'd be badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. And you know, uh down the line you you have to get Elon on on your show, man. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> he's coming to Austin, so I'll have to spruce up my resume. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, yeah. dude, you gotta get him on. <laughs> if anybody can, you yeah. can Yeah, you know, Lex Friedman got him on. He's a uh a, a, a perf- uh, researcher at MIT, you know, that that would probably be the smallest podcast that he's ever been on. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh it would be it would be hard for me to get on Elon's radar, so I don't know. But we did drink the old camp, so maybe that'll help. <laughs> yeah. All come, right. Come on down, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the only social media platform that he's on is Twitter. That's it. He doesn't Facebook. He doesn't Instagram. He doesn't. It's Twitter only. Oh, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't get with Twitter. Um, well, Twitter's not big in this area, so that's why. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah like, I mean, I have buddies of like a, maybe about 100 friends that are on Twitter. But yeah, just in the area in general. Yeah. yeah. But uh, for everyone listening, you know, uh, any of Tyler's uh, followers, Mm -hmm. you can follow us on um, Instagram, uh, uh, like I said, Spotify, Apple. Instagram uh, is uh, Corey Crowns? uh, Corey Corey Crowns, uh, Mm C-O-R-E-Y, Crowns, uh, plural, and then also beer, and then the the letter N, uh, 
bullshit podcast. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, the Instagram as well. Got it. And for your listeners, uh, this is the Tyler Knows Everything podcast where the nose is crossed out because I always want to learn more. I always tell people that uh, they they think that the Tyler Knows Everything is kind of uh, egotistical maybe. Yeah. And I tell me, you know, there, there's a logo where it's spray painted through because it's a learning show. I'm always wanting to, to learn more. But it's, it's a play on words. It's fun. It's, oh, it's, fun. Sure. it's fun to say. Right? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, see everybody next time. <laughs>